We're the Hydratonite Super Divas. If you got HS, you'll want to meet us. It's not your fault. Put the shame to a halt. HS Divas know how to have a ball. The Hydratonite is Super Divas. Put the shame to a halt, cause it's not your fault. Hi everybody, my name is Brinley. Welcome to the Hydratonite Super Divas podcast, sponsored by UCB. Welcome to HS Connects Hydradonida Super Divas podcast. This is our very first episode, so we're super excited to be here with you today. My name is Brinley Brooks, and I am the founder and executive director of HS Connect or hsconnect.org. And I am here with two of my beautiful besties. Um, we have Mahala Prudhomme, who's here with us today also, and these guys will be my co-hosts through all of this, and we're so excited to bring this to you. And we have Sydney Carter as well who's also my little bestie. Um, So we are here to talk about basically on this podcast, we know that there is so much about HS that is not discussed and not talked about out in the open. And what I want to do with the help of you guys is to go through and talk about all these things that we keep inside, all these feelings that we may have about our HS that you think until you know other people feel the same or have those exact feelings, that you think you're the only person in the entire world who's feeling that way, Um, especially about yourself or about relationships, about sex, about um, parenting children, the whole thing, just what it's like to be a human being with HS. Um, So I'm so glad that you guys have joined us. Thank you so much um, for being here, everyone, today and for what we're going to go through and talk about, which I hope will resonate with everyone. Um, So what I figured we could go through today is we'll each tell our story about our journeys with HS, just so that listeners and, and watchers can see what's going on with us and know a little bit more about us. And then we can go into like how we all actually ended up here together, sitting here doing this <laughs> in Seattle, um, and how kind of HS has led us all to this point, which is super exciting. And um, just share all of that with everyone. So who wants to go first? What an intro. She said she was nervous, you guys, and like came up on practice, speech ready. We love it. Um, I'll go first. I am Mahala Pradome. I got diagnosed with HS when 2018, and it was many years after I had HS. Um, I say I kind of self-diagnosed. I found someone on social media who had it, related to what it was. Went into the doctor, was like, I think I have this. And they were like, yeah, you do. Um, Unfortunately, I'd been to the doctors numerous times before and was never diagnosed from dermatologists. It was really unfortunate. But when I finally got diagnosed, I was able to find communities on Facebook, on everything. And that kind of opened my door. I then was actually dating a doctor who made me feel a lot more confident with my HS because he knew about the symptoms and all of that. And then I was like, I should start a platform. And I didn't even realize there was platforms like you guys yet. And then I made my platform. And then that's how eventually I met Brindley from platform. So that's kind of the... Can we just, just thank social media right now? Oh my gosh, like, yeah. I know. And we it. saw Hala out there like promoting. And Denise, who is the co-founder of HS Connect, was like, check this girl out. Like, she's beautiful. She's out here spreading awareness. But unfortunately, it wasn't accurate awareness. Like, okay, but that's not, no, no fault of yours. Fault. Okay, yeah. let me yeah, just put yeah. it out there. Yeah. You guys, we know how much inaccurate awareness is out there, or inaccurate facts about HS. So Denise was like, Brinley, you should reach out to her and see if we can help her because we need as many platforms as we can. So let's see if we can help Mm -hmm. and encourage her to get on the right track with Mm -hmm. the information. (laughs) So we reached out and we're like, hey, yay you for doing this. But they were like the nicest, meanest people at the same time. (laughs) Let's be clear. No, and they were so sweet, but they're like, we love what you're doing, but we want to make 
make sure like this isn't correct. But also I was telling them like it wasn't even ever my intention. It was just that's all the information I had. Yeah. That was me Googling what the definition was. Yeah. That was me on health.com like these were legit organizations too I was getting this information from and that's what I was putting out there um but also at the time for me I didn't realize there was a platform like you guys who had correct information because I'm thinking right. the information out mm-hmm. about HS would be correct would be right. I guess I don't know and then as I spoke about I had never been to a specialist so my experiences with doctors were not knowing really anything even the doctor I dated really he just knew what it was so you know it was very interesting but then we started talking and I think some HS platforms would be mad when you called them but I think for me it was very important to me that I wanted to spread accurate information and at first I was like this I don't want to post anymore (laughs) I'm probably killing people right now you know but then after I got over being fragile I was like no and then I was like I asked Burnley too I was like can I just use your platform and your resources and kind of copy and paste and cite you guys and that's what they wanted which was really beautiful like they were over you guys were about community Mm -hmm. and I think the three of us now have that relationship but I think when you're in certain groups it's more about competition than community. You know, it's about yes. like, is my platform better, better than, yours? than yours? But one of the beautiful things you guys will learn about our friendship is we're all completely different, have completely different platforms, but we're using what we all know to yes. spread awareness. So Absolutely. Yeah. So it was interesting how we ended up like starting to talk yeah. at first. And then I was like, this girl's really cool. And then yeah. found out that she did photography yeah. and all kinds of other stuff. And then we'll get to that part later yeah. about how we all ended up here. Yeah. It's just crazy. So Sid, tell us about your journey and your yeah. story. So I feel like I started like from what I can remember, childhood for me kind of like is like really fuzzy from trauma. But from what I remember, I r- was getting the symptoms as, you know, little age is 12 years old. And I think that prepubescent stage is really critical for a lot of people who experience HS symptoms. Um, But my mom had no idea, you know, what this was, what was happening. She did her best to kind of like self-lance and self-treat at home. There was a lot of shame that came with those early ages of like wanting to go to the doctor and, and things like that. And there was just not a lot that my primary care doctor could even really do for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So there was, I didn't talk to him about it. And then my mom did the best that she could with what she knew but there came a point in high school that like it was just taking over so much of my body and I was just carrying all of this shame and all of this guilt because I thought it was something wrong with just me Um, and playing sports and everything it felt like I had to do the most to just kind of like hide that part of me overcompensating yeah overcompensating taking multiple showers a day my mom would ask like why are you showering before you go to practice like girl because I gotta <laughs> do what I gotta do you know what I mean like I'm showering before school I'm showering before practice I'm coming home I'm showering before bed like it was so much and it was so draining and I had no idea that there was other people out there struggling with me it wasn't until I was actually had a home health care client what like three years ago and some, the relief came in to help the client and she just was she was so down on herself and she's like, I'm dealing with like these boils and I have HS. And I was like, Oh my God, like (laughs) you have HS. Like I thought we were going to be besties. You know, I was diagnosed in 2016, finally after years of struggling and I had never met anybody else who had it. And so it was just really eye opening to me. And I started just sharing about that journey. And so, yeah, that's what led me here. It's been really hard. I feel like mentally, 
just as it is physically. Um, so I'm just really excited to talk about that. When and did how, you, oh, sorry, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> when did you make your first post? Like, um, your, you know? I feel like I made my first post about HS probably like, what, like two years ago? Okay. okay. Yeah. So it took a while. It yeah. took, it took a while. And when I first, first posted about my HS, it was on Facebook. It was just a regular post about my booty cheeks. And it was probably up for about 17 minutes before it got zero likes. And I was like, oh, no, we're not doing this. Like, yeah. delete. You know? And then I just remember one friend had touched on it with me when I saw her in person. And she was like, I saw that post. And I was like, you did? You know, like, I deleted it. And I felt so, like, oh, my God, she probably thinks I'm disgusting. Yeah. But to this day, she's one of my really great friends. Aww. So, you know, people aren't what we think they are all mm -hmm. the time. Or their perception of our was it disease. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, disease, illness, condition. I mean, it's one of those things that luckily we can call it multiple things, but yes. Luckily. Yeah. Luckily. I mean, we'll, I think we're all trying to figure it out still. Some yeah. people have, you know, there's like a negative, more negative connotation attached to like the word disease for some people. For yeah. some people, disease means it's something I can't control, which HS we mm. have a very limited control over. So I think sometimes that vernacular helps make you feel better about, like you had said, when I call it a condition or a skin it's condition. It's better for me mentally. Like when yeah. I call it a disease, I'm like, eh. <laughs> right. And for some people, like disease has a different connotation. Yeah. So that it means yeah, they feel more comfortable and attached to that, which so by all means call it any call of the, it what you want. Yeah, call it whatever Just don't makes call you feel it, comfortable uh, talking about it. Uh boils. Yeah. Just chronic <laughs> boils. Or STDs. Yeah, yeah. All the things it's not. Um so when you were doing sports, because I know you were super into sports, Sid, like so how did that impact like how did you push through that when you were having a flare or how did that go when you were like in the locker room changing were yeah. you constantly trying to like hide yourself yeah so my HS started on my inner thighs in that groin area and I played basketball I played volleyball since third grade both of those two since third grade so basketball I had a little bit of leniency because the shorts are longer you know there's not much unless I was wearing like white or something those were like my only like oh crap we're wearing this white uniform today let me make sure everything's all good um but Volleyball was tough. You know, I was at that point in, in high school where antibiotics became a very common treatment for me, but it was causing other problems. So chronic yeast infections. So it kind of felt like my HS was attacking me in more ways mm -hmm. than one. Not only am I worried about like if the scars are going to show because my spandex or my spandex causing this to get worse because yeah. of the sweat and the friction. So there was a lot of like me trying to conceal who... I was at that time. I remember very distinctively there was this one girl who wore, you know, biker shorts are common now. It's a thing. But back then it wasn't a thing. You know, like if you were going to a volleyball game and you see somebody wearing biker shorts, you're like, okay, her mom's like yeah. <laughs> crazy. Maybe her dad made her wear those, you know? And I remember seeing this girl wear them. I'm like, dang, that would help me so much. But then my friends started making fun of this girl. I was like, all right, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it was like, even though nobody specifically made fun of me, I saw the way other people were targets mm -hmm. for their appearance, for what they wore. And I was like, dang, I guess I got to... I guess I gotta fake it like over here and act like I could keep wearing these jeans every day or I get like, it really affected. So um, sports were kind of tough, but it also helped me in a way like being a part of a community. I could not imagine even to this day, like just going home right after school, you know, like what am I going to go do? Well, wallow myself pity. Mm -hmm. So it kind of it was a great, great distraction. It gave me that sense of community and friendship. Um, so even though I felt like I had to hide a lot from them, they still were very accepting of like who they knew me to be. So and did they know about your HS at that point or were you just totally 
No, hiding. nobody knew about my HS. Even my best friends, I'm like, I never told them about it. Yeah, it, it didn't start becoming like a thing that I was like, okay, other people know this about me now when like giving birth. I was a teen mom, so having my links all sprawled out like that was probably when I started realizing like, oh my gosh. I'm gonna have to tell somebody about yeah. this. <laughs> you graduated by the time you knew what diagnosis you had, correct? Yeah, so I got Same diagnosed so. about uh, a junior in high school. I was doing a, a internship kind of thing at a dermatology office. And I had saw like somebody came in and just had really bad cystic acne and they were on like Accutane. And I was like, wow, like I didn't know what dermatology really even was. I was in the med, like learning about the medical field. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, maybe they can help me. And so I remember finishing my internship and scheduling an appointment. And that's when I got my diagnosis. And Brindley, what was yours? I don't even, I realized I don't know your story at all. So I uh, started having, they called them boils when I was younger, because that's the most common term associated with HS, although it isn't accurate, but we'll go into all mm -hmm. that stuff later. Um, so I was diagnosed with like chronic boils when I was starting about the age of 10 or 11. And I remember distinctly like you, like going into the doctor's office and it wasn't dermatology, just regular general practitioner um, and having them lanced. And I remember like my mom sitting next to me and crying and I was crying and it sucked so much. And they had told her that they thought it was like that my body didn't process sugar properly or something like that. So that actually ended up kind of being like a recurrent theme in our lives for a really long time where there was like a little bit of um, frustration, I think, from my mom's angle that like I wasn't doing things to help myself. Yeah. But what we came to learn much later on, obviously, is that that's not the case. Um, but that was always kind of like an undercurrent in our relationship was that I wasn't doing what I needed to do to uh, keep this from happening to me. And then just progressively got worse. Um, typically mine are in my groin and my they were in my underarms and then uh, started under my breasts as well. Um, so I went through high school not sharing with anyone. Um, I would talk to my mom about it, would have to miss school sometimes because obviously it can be extremely painful. Um, and then was finally diagnosed when I was 16 and went on Accutane and had a horrible experience on on that drug. Um, went missed high school for parts of it because of like the peeling of the skin with Accutane and that kind of a thing. It was almost like the Accutane was worse than having HS. Yeah. Um, and I think most of us have kind of gone through some kind of treatment like that where it's just like, what's worse, this or having the HS, you know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like um, I'll take HS. Thanks. So uh, through that process, I carried on with my HS. Didn't really talk to anybody about it um, except the people who absolutely had to know. And thought that, like everyone else, I was the only person who was carrying this dirty little secret around, yeah. didn't want to tell anybody, people are going to think I'm gross, disgusting, all of these things um, that we all typically feel. And then I finally was at a point where my HS was getting really out of control. And I had, I'd seen doctors and I'd been on all the antibiotics and... Um, Were you seeing specialists at this point? Yeah, I was okay. seeing dermatologists at this point. And I had had one appointment with a derm who was like, you know, you could probably have surgery under your arms. But at this point, I had a really young child and I was like, who, who has time, time for this? I can't yeah. sit, you know, like who's going to sit with their arms up? Well, that was total misconception on my part. 
Um, but I ended up having some really severe flares that I had one under my left breast that was like the size of a golf ball sticking out. And I remember, you know, I went to work every single day, regardless of what was going on with my flares. Um, no matter how much I hurt, like I took the approach that I never wanted my HS to define me. So I always wanted to push through it. Now I realize that wasn't the best We solution. don't get a badge for being the strongest Exactly. <laughs> and like you don't allow yourself time to heal or time to do anything when you're just constantly head down pushing through. Um, so I was at um, work and was having really, really bad flares, was wearing three bra- like three bras to keep my breasts from touching my flare because it was like excruciatingly painful the second anything touched it. And um, I had tried and failed Humira as well. It didn't really work for me. So my derm said, go up and see this other derm at the University of Washington. So I did. And she looked at me and said, I think that surgery can help you. And I was like, fine, I'll go have a consult. Jeez, you know, I was in a really bad way at that point with that that abscess under my breast. So I went and had a consult with Dr. Daniel Kim at University of Washington. And he's the first person who ever said, I think I can help you. Wow. And I had never heard that in my entire HS journey and was like, holy crap, this is insane. So uh, I ended up signing the surgical consent form that day and went back the following week and had surgery. So I had both of my armpits um, done via wide excision and then secondary intention. So left open to heal from the inside out. So it was basically looked like two big shark bites under my armpits. And then they removed that abscess under my left breast as well. And it was deep. So the recovery from that took a long time. Um, I was out of work for about three months while I was recovering from that. And my mom um, was my wound care person. She was my ride or die. My husband is very, very squeamish. So that was not his job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So she was at my house changing bandages twice a day, um, making sure I got out of the house to make sure that I was not going stir crazy and that I was keeping up, you know, my, my mental health and also just like moving around, taking a shower, stretching your arm so that you don't end up basically with your arms stuck down at your sides as you're healing. Um, and surprisingly enough, as for as painful as it looks, it was so much less painful than having really bad abscesses. So That's so e- crazy. And I yeah. think so many people need to hear about that because, I mean, you've even had surgery this year. So yeah. like you're a really big advocate for it. How long between like your diagnosis and then like really thinking that surgery was going to work for you like because you said you your mom was helping you and you had like Dave and KK so how long was that gap I probably before I thought surgery was a realistic I you know what Dave is the one who told me like you can't afford not to do this yeah you know like I I can't afford not to do it. Like my quality of life was suffering so much. I couldn't do anything. I was, it was horrible. Like with some of these abscesses, all I could bring myself to do was to go to work because I wanted to wear my badge of honor about how I didn't let my HS get in my way, which was the dumbest thing ever now that you look back on it and reflect. Um, But yeah, it was basically, it was all of them pushing me to do that because I couldn't afford not to. And then when you look at the downtime, It's like, okay, so I can spend, you know, four to six months healing completely, but not being like unavailable Um, or. I don't know when I'm going to be unavailable. Or I can can just keep doing this shit and and never have an endpoint in sight, a potential endpoint in sight. 
Um, so yeah, they all kind of helped me make that decision to do it. And then while I was at home recovering, I started joining HS Facebook groups and support groups and was like, oh my God, I'm not the only person that has this and I'm not the only person suffering with this. And through that, I actually met um, Denise, who's the co-founder of HS Connect. Mm-hmm. I was having issues with bandages sticking mm-hmm. in my wounds. And I would post it in her group about, is hey, does anyone know how to get these out? Like, you know, it's an extremely painful process. And um, she sent me a video of her removing her wounds or her bandages and uh, gave me an idea on how to do that. And I was like, okay, cool. Then we just started talking and becoming friends. And then... She was writing articles um, about HS and I she needed someone to edit them. And at that Mm -hmm. point, I was kind of editing in my career. And so I was like, well, send them to me. I'll edit them for you. Um, So that's what started happening. And then all of a sudden it was like, "Okay, well, we need a place for this information to live. Like, where can we put this? And when did you guys start getting into the research? Because I always say, like, you guys are the foundation and the community of the research. And how did you guys get into that? So Denise definitely had that started long before I came into the picture. But we were adding research that was being done. That's one of the parts on the site that I Mm -hmm. wish that we had been able to keep up more than we have right Mm -hmm. now. Um, because there is so much research happening about HS. You guys, it is there is no better time than than right now to have HS. Yeah. Seriously. If we have to pick a time, now is the time. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, kind of in this year in March, it seems like HS came into the limelight. And as it should. Yeah. <laughs> we've kind of been like the redheaded stepchild, so to yeah. speak, of dermatologic conditions. And there are many redheaded stepchildren following us uh that need help and and yeah. time in their limelight too. But um, for right now, yeah, all of a sudden, HS is really hot, um, trying to get – there's so many drugs in the pipeline. There's so many drugs going to clinical trial. And that... I think that's the the piece – like, the little glimpse of hope just so many people yes. need to hear and see. Like, even – I look at the condition completely different since meeting, obviously, other people who have HS, talking to them, and then, like, communicating with them in real life, swapping stories. Like, it's so empowering. But it's something felt so good when you told me that personally, too. Like, there's drugs in the pipeline. Mm-hmm. It's in the spotlight right now. Like, other derms want to be educated on HS. It also made me feel like, okay, like, I can I can spread awareness without feeling I'm speaking into a void where nobody really kind of cares, you know, besides the people who are just suffering with it. So that's so important. Yeah, it really is. And that's what HS Connect was born out of a desire for people to know that there's clinical trials out there, to know that there's research, to know what's happening and to participate in that as well. So it was like, okay, well, we have all these surveys that are coming out, but where do we put them? So people know that they can take them. And so we went from, you know, we called ourselves two chicks with a website at first because that's really what we were. We had like no substantial anything. I I saw the shirt. I was like, yeah, we just, we literally were two chicks with a website and we decided to call it HS Connect. And then from there, it kind of grew into what it is today. Um, And Our main goal is to validate, educate, and empower HS patients. Um, And we have grown so, so much. And it's like this amazing thing to be here. And it's crazy that all of these things would not have happened if life had not lined up exactly the way it was supposed to at exactly the moment it was supposed Mm -hmm. to. And so Denise, <clears throat> excuse me, who has since retired from um, working on HS Connect with That's me, but still is very much helps. Oh, us she's all still the in time. the background. Yeah, yes. you guys will hear her name a lot. Yes. So um, she is the most amazing friend and partner that I ever could have asked for. She has taught me more than I probably wanted to know at first <laughs> about HS. Um, but she 
she has been an advocate for over 43 years now and um, was working on HS way back in the day before anyone gave a shit and cared about it um, and still continues to from this day or to this day. Um, and she is constantly our biggest cheerleader behind the scenes. So her health has taken a turn, and so she's doing what she needs to do, which is taking care of herself, which is amazing. Um, but she will definitely be a, a guest on the podcast for sure. We couldn't, right. we couldn't we be here if it wasn't for her. <laughs> um, so we ended up you know, creating this amazing resource for people, and this is why we want to be a resource for people like you guys who have platforms sharing your stories on social media but don't know where to tell people to go because – yeah. What do you know? You're sharing your own journey and yeah. your own story, and like, but that doesn't mean you have all the answers for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I, mean, I do not. Right. And I don't think we <laughs> do. do. We don't have all the answers, yeah. but we have quite a few. Yeah. 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 Um. So to have a place for everybody to go that they feel secure and safe about the information that they're being given, and it's from fellow HS people. So we have no vested interest in this other than to help our own community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not so here. We got skin in the game. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Skin in the game. <laughs> yeah. So, and then we all ended up here because we met Mahala mm-hmm. um, going through, as we had talked about earlier, mm-hmm. with reaching out to her about her platform. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we had, I don't even know how it came up. Brinley called me and it was, it was very beautiful because I was doing my advocacy, but it was very separate from what I do. And she was like, well, I see you do all these other amazing things. How do we work together? And I was like, well, I don't really know what to do with, HS outside of my creativity, you know? And we were like, well, let's make a project based off what we both have. So how do we incorporate HS and the arts? So we brainstormed for months. Um, We had Jasmine on the project as well. So we spent about eight months on a Beautify HS project, which was awesome. Um, We got... Patience, I guess would be yeah. the term per- patience to come on. And basically we decided we want, wanted to beautify HS. It was something that made sense for both of our platforms. Um, basically my platform, I focus heavy on the black experience with HS in addition to like, it's okay to have HS highlight it, you know, like we have it, live with it, highlight it, make it beautiful. Um, and then Brinley is good with words. So, you know, she was like beautify HS. And we just talked about so much of what we saw with HS was gross and unattractive. So we we're like, let's do that. We also talked about how no one really knew what HS looked like, like the pictures we had on yeah. social media or I mean, on even websites and yeah, they were all accurate. up close yes. and just like, <clears throat> just uh- Foils, crunch, like, yes. you know, like it's. It was just crunch, and even that, I felt like we didn't really understand what stage one look or mild. Yeah, yeah, stage like one, two, and two three, and three mild, moderate, like. we severe. Really, yeah, we didn't really know. So either way, we brainstorm, and it, it took a lot to figure out what we want to do. But then that's how we essentially met Sid. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, we all followed so many people on social media, and then we were like, we want to get people who have it, who are voices, and then we did this project that I'm sure we'll get more into, and then we met Sid. And I think with the three of us, it was just, like, family. Like, yeah. yeah. Immediately. Like, it was... Of course, we love everyone who was on the project, but I think there was just something special. And my favorite thing about the three of us is we're nothing alike, you guys. I cannot <laughs> express this enough. Our backgrounds are nothing alike. We're nothing alike personalities. But I think we just all see the bigger picture. And we all just really cared about, like, community and just making it happen. And then... Yeah, and we got here. The Beautify Just Project, for anybody who hasn't heard about it, um, is basically we have taken nine patients, and two of whom are my children and myself, um, and basically turned the tables on 
the way that HS is viewed. Like they said, I mean, everything is so like up close and scientific and, you know, yeah, ugh, it's just nothing depicts HS beautifully. And although we may be scarred and although we may have these abscesses, um, we are absolutely beautiful and we yeah. need to like in- embrace the beauty that our HS has, has had on our bodies and stop looking at it so negatively. And that was, I think, the main point that we wanted to try to get across through this project was we have a space here and we are beautiful and we want other people to see the beauty in us as well. So Mahala photographed um, all of our models. Everybody got to pick a couple of different kinds of themes that they wanted. Um, and we had the most amazing time. It There was such camaraderie. I... It made me so happy the whole time we were there doing this. So we also did videos, interviews with everybody and posted those as well, um, kind of about their journeys and what their view of like having beautiful HS looks like and, and kind of just exploring that a little bit more because we we do have to create that space. Mm-hmm, that space yeah. does not exist. And so we have started to create that space with this movement mm-hmm. called the Beautify HS and Project. And they delivered. Yeah. I mean, the feedback <laughs> was... Yeah. Astronomical. The amount of people who want to participate in the next one, the amount of people that started being kinder to themselves and taking pictures of their selves, whether it was a selfie, whether it was of their HS. I mean, it was it was truly a groundbreaking project. And I'm so proud of you guys. Oh, thank you. We couldn't have done it without you guys. I mean, like, once again, I'm going to be so annoying when I say this, but like community over competition. Yes. We all have platforms. We all have our own goals within our platforms we're trying to reach. But like, it took a group to make that happen. Of course, me and Brinley did a lot of the back work, but like Sid's platform is the biggest out of all of ours, you know, so she was fundamental in the sharing of it you know and it was just it was beautiful you know it was it It was was. it was probably the most empowering thing I've done this year yeah uh just being able to to showcase that in a positive way and not like okay let's come you know send these pictures to pharma so they can hang it up for stage one stage like it was so beautiful and then having the the input on what kind of photos you wanted to take I mean it was it was beautiful yeah Yeah. And that was my entire goal. And I think our entire goal in setting up this project was for people to have those empowering moments. And I know that my older daughter, Hannah, who's now 20, had those moments during that photo shoot. And I think the most powerful one that she had, and I think Jody said the same thing, was when we asked them to write words that they had either thought about themselves or heard people say about HS. Yeah. Inserts clip if we can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like inserts <laughs> that clip. That meant yeah. the most to them or that were the most powerful for them. And then we taped them to their bodies and they ripped those off one by one. Yeah. And that was some of the most powerful shit I have seen because those words, those were not given to them. They came up with them themselves and some of them were mind altering. I can't believe that people have heard some of these things. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I goosebumps. <laughs> I know. I was lucky enough to have, uh, you know, not a really negative experience with my HS from other people, but I know that that's not the case for everybody. And so to see some of these words, especially like that Jody had on herself, yeah. where people had told her you should just kill yourself because this is just, you know, it's disgusting and all of those things, to feel her lose the weight of those words of other people was unlike anything I've ever seen. Well, I think my biggest moment from that, you know, is me and Brinley were the brains behind it. So, you know, we're 
concerned about operating it and getting this done and what the project is. But then it was like, it ended up being like a retreat. Like, and that wasn't even yeah. the intention. So, I mean, I, we're all crying. We're yeah. all telling stories. We were sitting at the dinner table. Everybody's coming back from the video part. I mean, <laughs> I remember just the yeah. laughs. I knew I was going to cry, but dang. <laughs> I remember the laughs and just safety I had felt that I have never felt before within my HS. You know, we all have different communities we're a part of, you know. Yeah. But, like, I haven't been able to just say, like, you know, I stink. Or, like, I remember this exploded on a shirt and everyone's like, yeah, that happened to me last oh. week. Like, <laughs> what? You know, so, like, those moments to me like still give me chills and I think that's how we were able like I felt like we left with family that trip and I feel like that's literally fundamentally how we got here because we're like so much more than just people we with felt HS that energy at that table we were like me bring this to the podcast yes <laughs> yeah and that's how we got here we we're all like crackheads with ideas yeah. okay so sometimes too many <laughs> too many we're always like what can we do next so yeah, we yeah and that's exactly like that's that's what we wanted to bring to you guys to, to everybody listening and to everybody watching we want you to come and have a seat at our table and feel the same way that all of us felt when we were sitting amongst Nine people who have HS having regular conversation without having to explain ourselves, without having to over elaborate, without having to make excuses for things that we experience, without having to be like even proper about yeah. it. Like you guys are going to see a side of us you may have never seen on any of our platforms, but yeah. we're freaking humans, you yeah. know. Yeah. Some of us cuss. Talk about <laughs> yeah. You know, we're gonna <laughs> some of us do some things you're not going to see on those platforms, but we wanted realness in this. And that's definitely what you guys are going to get from this. Like, realness. These real conversations. These real moments, you know. And real yeah. stories. Of yeah. Maybe some traumatic stuff and how we move past that. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. And I think that that's super important because, you guys, this is a freaking traumatic disease to have. Yeah. It is difficult. Not just physically, but mentally, emotionally. Mm -hmm. The amount that we feel like we're burdens on other people. How we keep to ourselves because we don't want other people to feel the weight of that because we already know how heavy it is to carry and yet we just want to shoulder it ourselves. Yeah. All of these things are things that we're going to get more into and talk deeper about so that we can help other people and ourselves at the same time have a better understanding of like how do we move through that? How do we give ourselves permission and each other permission in the community that just because you have stage one doesn't mean that you are suffering any, any less than, than someone with, with a severe stage yeah. three. That all of these abscesses hurt, no matter how big or small these little suckers are. The small ones? Yes. Can hurt the worst yes. sometimes. <laughs> like, it is so annoying. It is so yeah. annoying. And talking about all of that stuff. And we want you guys a part of this, too. We want you guys commenting, yeah. saying what you guys want to hear, asking questions. You know, we want you guys a part of this journey just as so much as... So many of y'all are like, I'll be a guest on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. We're honored. And we want, we tell us your story. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, so... Yeah, yeah, so we're going to have, um, there's going to be a form on hsconnect.org that you'll be able to fill out if you want to submit a comment or if you want to ask a question about the podcast. We're going to do a bunch of different episodes where we're going to have um, different people on talking about HS from different perspectives. Um, we're going to have Dr. Kira Bars coming on today. We're also going to have Dr. Stephen Dave Louie. We're going to have a bunch of HS specialists as we go through this. Yeah, men with, with HS. HS. Men, men with, with HS. HS. I am very excited for that perspective. Yeah. I mean, yes. I don't want to give too much away, but I think they just, they, the men need that so bad. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they need a voice. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to go through the nitty gritty, the ugly, the pretty, all of it through this podcast. And hopefully you guys, everybody will take something away. I know that every time we have conversations especially with the two of you that I always like have so much to reflect on and think back about later. And it makes me so grateful 
because those are the kinds of real, like genuine connections yeah. that you have with people that they resonate. So and this is also a community for people who don't have HS or know yes. someone with HS. I think a lot of people don't realize because they don't know what HS is. There's so many similarities. Like we know PCOS has a lot of similarities. Yes. I mean, I'm sure you know a zillion other things. So this is a place for everyone. And we also hope this platform is used to help people who maybe know someone with HS who are dating someone with HS. We're going to get into all of that as well. But this is this is really a platform for everyone. You know, there's so many similarities. Anyone with a chronic mm-hmm. illness or disease. Yeah, absolutely. Anyone with mental health. We're going to get into the mental health of navigating this. Yeah. You know, we all have partners who don't have HS, you know. So, like, we're going to get into that. And once again, we want to know what you guys want to know wanna about hear. Yeah. Hear as well. Well, hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in to episode one. Do we have a name for it? Not episode yet. <laughs> Not yet. To be. <laughs> Hydra tonight is super divas. Episode two coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, it's your girl Mahala. Thanks for tuning in to Hydra Denida Super Diva podcast, and thanks for sponsoring UCB. We're the Hydra Denida Super Divas. If you've got HS, you'll want to meet us. It's not your fault. Put the shame to a halt. HS divas know how to have a ball. The Hydra Denida Super Divas. Put the shame to a halt, cause it's not your fault.